Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, it's not Logan and Lewis. Wait, what? It's Mike and the Millennial filling in for Logan and Lewis. Oh, you. On KOA News Radio. July 4th holiday. Welcome in. Mike Rice and the Millennial Grant in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy today. So glad you are with us on what really does feel like a Friday. And it's sort of one of those honorary Fridays, right? The Thursday before a long holiday weekend. Oh, yes. 9.07 on this beautiful Thursday morning in Denver. Mr. Grant, it has been a few weeks. How have you been? been great we've had some good shows on logan and lewis the last couple weeks had a lot of fun and i've certainly got that friday feeling today oh my goodness i am ready for a long weekend i can't remember the last time i had three days off by choice i mean i I, i'm excited (laughs) to get away for a few days yeah i i chuckle and really it's not a laughing matter for many of course we do know that many of course um furloughed or Looking for work, and we hope that if you are in that situation, our, our best certainly goes out to you. We've got three hours to be with you, and we are glad to be so. Be here, be with you, all of the rest, however you want to put it. 303-713-8585. And you can also reach us on the text line, 56690. Yeah, from the 209. Oh, my God. This is a paraphrase. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think that Dave and Rick were serious about taking Thursday and Friday off. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, you're stuck with us. I don't know what to say. Hey, I don't blame them for starting their weekend off a little early. No, you know? no, you got to You got to get a couple of days. And it's it's really interesting. Of course, fingers crossed gearing up for Major League Baseball. And now, Grant, we're sort of crossing our fingers for what the NFL and college football seasons might look like. We're going to dive into this. Our Broncos insider, Brandon Cristal, will join us at 935. There are some interesting possibilities and interesting things, period, starting to happen with the upcoming NFL season. Now, there is not any word yet about the season being pushed back and the NFL is still believing that it will start the regular season on time. But we do know that the preseason has already been cut down from four games to two. I don't know if this is a real big deal because so many people complain about the length of the preseason anyway. So as it stands, they have 
cut out week one and cut out week four, at least the matchups for those weeks, because week one, it gives more teams time to prepare on the front end coming in from training camp without an off season. And then on the back end, look, the fourth preseason game was basically for the final three or four roster decisions that teams were making anyway. The top really two spots on the depth chart rarely, if ever, played. And certainly the starters never played in the fourth preseason game. But it sort of does point to grant some of the some of the situations the NFL is going to have to deal with. They're already uh, going to tarp off the first six to eight rows of every stadium, apparently. This is now a thing, and it is going to happen to give more space between whatever fans are there, and we don't know how many. It sounds like each local, each team is going to have a chance to put together a fan plan for attendance for their local home sites. But there is going to be space, and, and I imagine, as you pointed out, that we're going to see some advertising on the tarp, one would think. Yeah, so I've been watching some of the uh, soccer games in Europe that have picked up without any fans, and they all have, you know, the first six to eight rows blocked off, and a lot of them have sold that as advertising. So in my mind, I was thinking this looks good for the NFL in two ways. They're going to be able to make some money off of this, and they can say they're just increasing the social distance between the fans and the players. Yeah, I... I I, I think I think it would certainly be an opportunity for teams to sell more advertising. We'll continue to dive into this. Lincoln Riley, the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, as we sort of shift to college football for just a second, is is saying that it it might just make more sense to play college football in the spring. Now, I mean, obviously there's risk to that depending on what the winter look looks like. And and yet he is saying that, you know, it it now he hasn't come out and said, let's do it. But he has come out and said, we've got to think long and hard about this. And it, it seems like, Grant, the the NCAA and the college football scene is is we haven't heard much about it other than many and most student athletes. Now, if they're not able to return to campus for workouts already they will most of them will be in the next week or two certainly by mid-july yeah here's part of the quote from lincoln riley and you got to think i mean his voice has to carry a lot of weight in you the think, college football world you think he says this season is going to be different we might as well come to terms with that if we do decide that the spring is the best option if we get to that point we shouldn't be scared of it it's very doable yeah and that and i was, think he's right yeah that was in a conversation with yahoo sports the, the situation with that, though, is, you know, coming out of the winter months when respiratory illnesses are more acute. And I'm, I'm not trying to be a medical doctor. It's just it's sort of basic life. Right. We all sort of know this. You wonder, OK, is, is that going to be, be feasible? And the bottom line is, if the health risks are such that, you know, Students, student athletes, coaches, players, whatever, staff members are at risk. Then, I mean, you can't play. Now, we're not at that point, and I'm not hoping we get to that point. But it is certainly something that college football is 
is starting to talk about. And we had heard rumblings of that weeks ago as well, that, that maybe that becomes an option. Of course, the tough part about all this is it's, it's just, you just don't know. I mean, three or four weeks ago, I don't know that, that there were many people thinking there was going to be this widespread of a spike around the country with multiple states seeing increases in cases like we're seeing. Now, the good thing is, is that hospitalizations don't seem to be following, don't seem to be following at this point. We don't know what's going to to happen with all that, but it does put things up in the air quite a bit for football, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and there's so many more moving parts in the college game than there are in the NFL. I mean, you're dealing with professional paid athletes at the NFL level. Right. In colleges, you have the entire campus to deal with. Oh, boy. You have amateur athletes. And there was a story earlier this week that the president of Arizona University said, if things stay like this, we're not going to open. If this is the current climate in Arizona, we're not going to bring kids back to campus. So if you have a team like or a school like that in the Pac-12, a major football conference that says we're not going to bring kids back to campus, are they even going to have a season? Will they play? Right. You can't put amateur college football players in that position, I guess, unless you maybe made them sign a waiver. Well, and and waivers are something that the NFL is talking about. I mean, this is sort of the the new thing, right? And speaking of students, I, I, I suppose we have to get into this at some point. And by the way, we're just sort of bouncing around here for a few minutes. 303-713-8585 on the text line 56690. And as it pertains to the NFL preseason from the 720 Broncos coach, uh, Broncos don't play the starters in the preseason anyway, and that's largely true. And a lot of NFL NFL teams don't. So, and that's been a, a growing theme even more in the past couple years. I mean, it used to be that you would get all your your best players would get that third preseason game and really, you know, hone things in with the starting lineups. But even last year, they weren't playing starters into the third preseason game. So I think this may be something that that they carry on into the future. Yeah, one of the differences for the Broncos in recent years was at quarterback where they were when they were both looking at Lynch and Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon, some of those guys played a little bit more in the preseason. That was obviously a different situation and certainly is much different than now where they have their established starter, at least established in terms of the commitment they've made in Drew Locke and Drew Locke would be treated, if this were a normal NFL season without the pandemic, he would be treated as if he were the unquestioned starter when it comes to playing time in the preseason. There's no doubt in my mind about that. There's just so much going on. I mean, we were talking about, you were mentioning Arizona and the spike in cases there. In Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, which is the home of the University of Alabama, State officials have confirmed that a group of college students took bets on and then intentionally at least tried to spread COVID-19 by attending parties in the city and surrounding area as part of a contest to see who could catch the virus first. Yeah, so here's here's how they, they put money in a pot, a big group of all these people that were partying together. They yeah. put money in a pot and then whoever got COVID first got the pot of money. Uh, you know, th- th- there is a lot, th- there are a lot of emotional positions on this whole thing. And our point in bringing this up is not to try to rehash a lot of those because uh, 
by this point, it's it's a little bit counterproductive from the standpoint of we most of us have certain opinions and most of us are going to stick by those. At least that's been my observation. But th- this one I don't get. I got to be honest. I mean, honestly. And I know that college students just kind of do whatever. I mean, I'm not what I would consider to be young anymore, but I'm also not old. And I get it. I mean, it's been that way forever. College students just kind of do their thing and they it's the age where you do, you know, a lot of us do things and then look back and go, that was dumb. But I, this one, honestly, attending parties as part of a contest to see who can catch the coronavirus first. Just when you think you've heard it all. Aren't there other dumb things you could do? I don't know. You know, I I I don't know. But <laughs> well, it's all fun I, and games, right? Well, well, if you're if you're only bothering each other, but the thing about this is how easily it is spread to everyone. Th- there's nothing there's yeah. I mean, you have to take into account how many other people you're affecting. Yeah, well, yeah, I I just plus your own health. Now, I get it. Younger people we all know the numbers. We all know the general rules of thumb for younger people and the virus. But maybe you can, maybe somebody can explain it to me. I don't have a good explanation for that one. 303 713 8585 on the text line 56690. Mike in the Millennial, in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy. Paul is in the great metropolis. Of Manhattan, Kansas. Hello, Paul. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? Doing very well. How are you today? Oh, I tell you what, a president better be two of me. Uh, I just said wanted to tell you that I uh, listen to you daily on uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, your station is so informative. Uh, and every time I listen to it, I think about going through Denver on interstate and getting through as quick as I. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, about thanks. A, thanks for a, that. About two, about two years ago, I came back from uh, up northwest at Craig, and and at the at the West Golden exit, there was an accident. The cars were backed up to the East Golden exit. This was on a Saturday, mm. and just past that, there was another accident, and they were backed up clear down to I don't know where. But anyway, I was going the right way and got through there, and. Uh, Anyway, you guys do a great, great job. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, pronounce you the uh, best radio station in the North American Hemisphere. Wow, Paul, that is very kind of you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Well, Thanks for being with us so loyally from Manhattan, our neighbors to the east. Yeah, Kansas State University. That's you know a, how we play ball down here. That's exactly <laughs> right. The, the great, the mighty, mighty Wildcats. Yes, sir. Paul, thank you. Okay. Good to hear from you. And we really do appreciate that. That is very kind. You know, it, it made it got me thinking there, Grant, when Paul said, you know, getting through, you know, hearing KOA, getting through Denver as quickly as he can. And I assume he meant on his way back to Kansas when he was doing that. We took a little roadie a few weeks ago, drove up to the Black Hills of South Dakota, one of our favorite spots. Love the Black Hills. Oh, my goodness. Now, there are a lot of places in Colorado that I and our family dearly love but the black hills are included in that group even though it's not colorado but i was just thinking we were we were in the we, i mean you get to the point where we just had to get out of town right it was one of those stir crazy kind of things and we just loved hitting the open road and every now and then in fact more often than not here lately it's been like i just need i need a road trip i not not a flying road trip not because I'm afraid of flying, but just because every now and then I just I just love to get in the car and drive somewhere. And we had the greatest time. And, you know, the, the boys were, of course, about an hour in asking if we were there yet. But do you have any crazy road trip stories? I remember when I was a kid growing up in California, we would often drive up to northern California through the the Redwood country and all that. And. Some of the roads got really windy, and there were there were many times with youth group trips and and friends and all. We were in a trailer or a camper, and I would get car sick. Now, not usually to the point where I threw up, but to the point where you feel nauseous. That's a bad feeling in a car, man. I, uh, I've I used to get car sick regularly when I was a kid, up until probably about. Like 15. full on, full on. Yeah. Like I would have to like sit up front with the windows down, air in my face. We'd have to pull over if I threw up and I come from a very rural area. So all the roads are winding through hills. And yeah. Stuff. But I remember going on vacation with one of my best friends when I was about 11 and we were on our way back from vacation. We went to the beach and we we're about an hour away back to our home in Ohio. And we're on this windy back road, almost home. And I throw up all over their entire big, you know, those old vans that had like the bed in the back. Oh, and yeah. Like that. Oh, threw yeah. Threw up all over their entire van. That's About not fun. an hour from home. Oh, my gosh. And they made my friend and I clean it all up. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sick to my stomach cleaning up 
my my your vomit. Own, at, yeah, at your the own end stuff. Of my great vacation. So it, yeah, it, it, this this isn't a car sick story in terms of just because of the road trip. But there was a, I think it was a couple of years ago. Our family was coming back down from the mountains um, during the springtime, and I started to get the rumblies. I was like, I'm just, I'm not. So we pulled over, and I had to. I don't know how we got on this topic. We were talking about crazy road trips stories, but weren't necessarily aiming for this. But yeah, I mean, every now and then you get ill in the car and you just have to pull over and kind of handle things. You know what was cool, though, on that particular occasion? This was along I-70 and and we found a place. I, I was like, OK, well, this is this is not going to end well if we don't pull over. And so we pulled over and I was not feeling well. And so it, it proceeded to, you know, it. it Handle your business. Handle my business. Thank you. I was trying to find a delicate way, you know, a nice way to say it. And all of a sudden, this this truck, I think it was a pickup with flashing lights, much like a, a cop, came up behind us. And I was in the passenger seat up front, and so it was easy for me to just open my door and, and take care of what I needed to take care of. And the guy kind of walks up. He was at a distance. And he said, hey, you guys Okay. I said, yeah, I'm just not feeling well. He goes, hey, no, but it was kind of, it was like some sort of, I don't know what it was called, like a security or transportation patrol. It wasn't, it wasn't law enforcement, but it was like transportation patrol since it was still kind of ski season and there were still skiers on the road for spring skiing and whatnot, but it wasn't a blizzard. It was sunny and it was nice weather. It was a little bit warmer. And I thought that was kind of cool. That I had never experienced that before that, that, Whoever, I don't know if it's CDOT. I really don't know. I think it is CDOT is that it has, C- has the road safety guys. And okay. they, you know, if you have a small wreck, they help you get off to the side yeah. of the road. Okay. But I didn't know they just come well, they, over they to were check just, up on They you. were just checking up because they saw us pulled over with the hazards on. And we were far enough off the interstate. And we were kind of in the in an area that it wasn't paved. But, you know, we weren't in a ditch or anything. We were clearly, there, there was a situation, which was I was ill. And I thought I thought that was kind of cool that that they had they were just checking up on us, and uh, and that's that's what they did. Brandon Cristal, our KOA Broncos insider, will join us after news at nine thirty five. It is nine twenty six. Mike Rice, Millennial Grant, in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy on KOA News Radio. Millennial Grant with you rolling into a 4th of July weekend. Dave, Rick, and Kathy getting a head start on on the the holiday and the weekend. 4th of July on a Saturday, so a natural weekend holiday. But of course, tomorrow a holiday for many. I suppose Monday could be a holiday for many as well. 303-713-8585. The telephone number on the text line, 56690. We've got a packed show. Never really ran it down. We'll check in with our KOA Broncos insider, Brandon Cristal, momentarily. Talk some Broncos and NFL stuff. Also, Rockies pitcher Kyle Freeland will be with us after the 10 o'clock news at about 10.05, 10.06. So we'll get an update from Kyle on the start of summer camp, spring training 2.0. And what we all hope is going to be a full 60-game season with playoffs. 
and not have that interrupted or shortened at all. Nick Kosmider, our KOA Nuggets insider, will join us at 11.06 and get you into the weekend with an update on where things stand with the NBA. But right now, Brandon Cristal, who is our KOA Broncos insider, joins us. He's brought to us by Coloradoans for Responsible Energy Development. Get the facts on how oil and gas are benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at cred.org, C-R-E-D.org. BK, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. Looking forward to the holiday weekend and uh, getting it going here uh, later, I guess today, technically, after I talk to Big Alan Jojo, uh, because I've already got an interview with Kenny the Jet Smith that's going to run tomorrow on Colorado's Morning News that I hope everybody will get a chance to listen to. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to the three-day weekend. Very cool. And the Daily Podcast is up, and it's a former Bronco, right? Eddie Royal. Yeah. Exactly. Every every Thursday I've been trying here in the summer uh, to do a throwback Thursday. It hasn't always worked because events out of my control, uh, typically or almost always. Uh, but had Ryan Clady, had Noshan Moreno, had David Bruton. And then this week had a great conversation with Eddie Royal. And you remember when Eddie was here. Oh, yeah. Always really thought, really thoughtful, really enjoyable to talk with and, and a heck of a player. Uh, and then went to the Chargers right before Peyton signed uh, and the Chargers offered more money than the Broncos were offering at that point and they had to save some money for Peyton once Peyton came but Eddie still uh, very thinks very fondly of his time here in Denver and he's been a, a game analyst a little bit last year for stadium he wants to do more work with that and so we, we talked about a bunch of stuff I told him I needed you know about 15 minutes and we went 42 minutes so well yeah and, uh, and he's yeah. good that way he's a great interview great guy too yeah, so I encourage people to check it out. Broncos Daily Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, of course, on the iHeartRadio app is the easiest way to, to find it and go subscribe. Uh, and then tomorrow I'm going to play a longer version of my chat with Kenny Smith. I get that it's not football, but it's kind of that time of year where when you got good people to talk to, uh, he gives good stuff on the Jordan documentary uh, and a nice. bunch of good nugget stuff, good nugget stuff too. So. Okay, so our KOA poll, our Logan and Lewis poll this morning is up. And here is the question. And so that is where we start with you. And I want to make sure I phrase this right. Uh, Would you sign a waiver to attend a Broncos game this year? Because, of course, the NFL is floating the idea around. And we so we start there, BK. Yes, anything for a game or no, still too risky. For me, I go no, still too risky. And I qualify that with saying, there's a really good chance I'll be there covering them and I'll have to take all the safety precautions uh, that that I need to, to to ensure my safety. And look, I've got a pregnant wife, so that obviously upset Annie a little bit for me or a lot a bit for me. But I'm, I'm hopeful that when they come up with their plan, they'll figure out how to space us out in the press box and limit all the access to areas where we would, you know, congregate in groups. I'll, I'll be curious to see how they do any kind of meals, if they do that at all, or if they just hand us a box lunch at our at our seat. Not that we need meals. We just kind of get them. Uh, but if I'm a fan, I mean, look, we always we always appreciate it, but there's nothing in the contract when they give us a credential that says, hey, no. by the way, we're going to feed you three times a day. But they do. And not just the Broncos. Every team in the league does that on on game days. And, and we appreciate it, certainly. But but my point is, if I'm a fan, I have to I have to think that either I'm healthy as heck and not going to come in in contact with anyone who I could potentially spread it to and and likely under, you know, 30 if I were even thinking about it. But if I'm over 30, have a family or have any contact with somebody in their 50s, 60s or older, 
I, I would just have to sit this one out. And I think you have to, to look at the, at the long term, the idea that, hey, I want to be able to go to Broncos games for the next 40 years, not just this year because Tom Brady is here or because the Titans are here on, on Monday night to kick it off. Uh, and, and whether you're a Broncos fan or, or a fan anywhere else, what, what I'd like to see with the idea that you're going to sign a waiver, I'm hopeful that the, Bron- the Broncos and, and the entire league put and you have to wear a mask in the stadium. If you're in the stadium, you have to wear a mask. But uh I would vote no. It, it feels too risky right now uh, for me to go to a concert, to go to a game. I'd love to go to the movies. And it seems like, you know, the theaters that are opening are letting you keep your distance. But I'm still just, you know, gun shy and I'm not going to do it. Yeah, no, I get that. I guess my my answer to the poll question would be, yes, I would go. But I, I, I wouldn't subscribe to the anything for a game part. In other words, right. I, I would go and I would feel like. You know, I, I, you you follow the precautions at the stadium or the venue or what have you. I wouldn't be afraid to go or hesitant to go. But again, like family situation for me is much different than than it is for you and whatnot. So I, I just thought we would start there. If you want to vote on Twitter at KOA Colorado BK, we know that the preseason will be two games instead of four, and they are basically taking games out of the first week and taking games out of the fourth week. And it sounds like now that the NFL it could very well reshuffle the matchups and the schedule for weeks two and three. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, and it's something that I had heard for a while that, that this was likely to happen. And then you have people like Brandon McManus, the Broncos player rep, saying that he'd be surprised if there's even two, one, or none, and and saw that on Twitter. Uh, and, and so it, it'll be interesting to see how they execute all of this. It looks like they're moving up the start dates, if you will, for some teams like the Broncos, I believe we're going to start August 1st because you're supposed to have your first practice two weeks before your first game, which would have been August 15th against against the Niners here at Empower Field at Mile High. And now it looks like they can report on July 28th at the entire league because the, the windows have changed, I guess, can report that early. And then every team they're trying to set it up so that they have a home and road game. So the Broncos schedule may not change at all. uh, And it could very well be those two Saturdays. Like we saw the 22nd and 29th where they host the bears on the 22nd, the bears were supposed to come in and practice. Uh, Now that obviously got canceled. And I'd reported that back in May. I'd heard that from a a friend that works at another team. Then he's like, no way there's going to be joint practices. So I said, this isn't official, but this is what I'm hearing. Uh, And so the Bears on the 22nd, then at the Rams on the 29th. So the Broncos schedule is kind of wrapped nicely for, for the league to not have to worry about shuffling anything around. They- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And say, okay, the Broncos are hosting a game and they're headed on a road game. But I know just off the top of my head, the Cowboys have two home games in that stretch. And so then you have to shuffle it around and say, okay, well, we're going to flip one of those to a road game. Then there's a domino effect. They've got people much smarter than me and computers that can figure it out. So I have a feeling by the end of the day, we'll probably hear what the updated schedule is for those games. And then to McManus's point, do those games actually get played? That's a different question. But but I think we'll see an updated schedule that shows every team has one home game and one road game to go through those protocols and, and understand the safety in the stadium. And for stadium employees, I think, to, to have a, a bit of a dry run before they open open the, the gates for real uh, the weekend of September 10th. Yeah. I, I also think that some of the matchups, could it, it won't necessarily mean, or it might not necessarily mean just flipping a – a matchup from, say, Dallas to another site. Sure. But it could be like, okay, we're not going to have Dallas versus, you know, Arizona. We're going to have Dallas versus Green Bay or or Dallas versus Houston. I mean, it, it could be it could be a completely different schedule for those, well, and, for and those I, two weeks. And to that point, too, I think you'll look and see, and every team except Seattle has has – the ability to have shorter trips. And I know Denver kind of falls into the category of maybe the second longest uh, commutes from just getting to Kansas city or Arizona or Dallas uh, or Chicago or or Minneapolis. And so uh, Seattle and Denver have the biggest challenges. Again, I don't think they'll, they'll do much to to change their schedule now, but I, I could be wrong. But let's say that, that the Cowboys, like you said, were playing the Cardinals and are playing the Texans in week four. Well, now they're going to say, you know what? You're playing the Texans in week three. Let's right. keep Dallas and Houston yeah. where you're on a, you're just up and down on a plane or maybe they're even doing a bus because I think they're trying to limit the travel to day of because 98 percent of the preseason games are, are night games. There's those random Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon games that you'll see and you'll see those on national TV as well. Uh, I remember last year when we were in L.A., the Cardinals were playing at the Vikings and it was the middle of the afternoon. So but in general, it's not hard to travel day of. I mean, it's a little tough on your body. But it's a preseason football game. So if it's a closer trip, especially all those East Coast teams that are kind of bunched in there, the Florida teams, whatever it may be, uh, that'll be easy to execute. Hey, get to the airport at noon, you're landing and we're going straight to the stadium, you know. Uh, so I, I think that that's what we'll see. But, yeah, you're right. I, I do think we'll see some shuffling of those matchups and, and they could move the Broncos around. But odds are those are two of the closer matchups that they can already have. I guess they could flip L.A. with Arizona but potentially. But uh, beyond that, I mean, the, the Bears is a, a quickish flight uh, for them. And so and, and all the teams around the Bears, for the most part, I guess, are, are in their division or they could throw in teams like Cincy and Indy and, and, and switch it up like that. But we, we should find that, I believe, later today, uh, if not very soon. Brandon Cristal, our KOA Broncos insider with us. A couple more things, BK. Uh, we have a text here from the 561. Is there a chance the NFL will extend various cut dates later on into, I guess, the fall or perhaps the season? Have you heard anything on that? I haven't. Uh, they just canceled officially the the supplemental draft, but I don't even know how many players were going to be eligible for it uh, or who had applied. 
what I would expect that we see is similar to what they're doing in baseball. And Mike, you certainly have a handle on this as you're about to start calling Rockies games here in, in just a few weeks, is that they expand the rosters beyond just the practice squad. And I understand they want to keep competitive balance, but in a world where you're going to be pulling guys, if there's a positive coronavirus test for two weeks, and I think that that could have really interesting ramifications. I talked to a, a friend who's really high up on the broadcast side at the league level yesterday. And he's like, what are you going to do when, when Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Andrew Brees are all out in a week, you know, or for two weeks, which could very well happen. Uh, I, I think that that could happen across the board. You know, uh, one O-lineman gets infected and next thing you know, you're worried about their entire O-line. So you need a backup O-line. It, it could get really interesting and really, mm-hmm. I don't want to say messy, but but certainly murky uh, if – let's use the Broncos for an example. Garrett Bowles gets sick. Well, then you got to worry about Dalton Reisner. Then you got to worry about whoever ends up playing center. We think it'll be Lloyd Cushenberry. You go down the line. Next thing you know, you got five backups in there protecting Drew Locke or let's go higher price guy, protecting Patrick Mahomes, who will be higher priced, protecting Russell Wilson, protecting Breeze, protecting Brady. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating, but I do think, um, I don't think they'll change the cut down dates because right now the only cut down dates, the Labor Day weekend one, and there's no reason to, I think that also will bode well for veteran players potentially because teams know what they're getting when they sign a veteran. If a veteran gets cut from another team, I mean, uh, they're like, okay, this guy can come in and pick up our, our scheme and help on special teams or, or whatever. But uh, I don't think they're, they're adding those dates. I do think that they'll add, add some space and some flexibility with the roster. You think that the season will start on time? I do. Will it stay on track is a different question. <laughs> I do think we'll have that opening weekend, but barring something catastrophic and look with the trends in in these uh, positive tests across the country, I, I think I saw yesterday where over the last two weeks, we've had an 82% increase in positive tests across the country and 45 of the 50 states have gone up, I think just week over week or day over day even. And so, and Colorado falls into that category. That's why they're dialing back stuff at the bars, obviously, and in bigger states, California, we know what's going on in Texas and Georgia and Florida. But I do think come hell or high water that the NFL is going to do all they can to be on the field for that opening weekend with the Thursday kickoff game with the Chiefs on September 10th. And then going through the weekend with the Broncos playing that Monday night or on the 14th against the Titans. Now, will week two go off without a hitch? Will the rest of them? Will we get into November and December if if there really is a second wave like is being predicted by so many experts smarter than me uh, that know a lot more about this stuff than then I think all bets are off at that point. But I do think it'll start on time. So I'll qualify my answer at that hey final question and i i assume you saw this tweet from former broncos defensive lineman Derek wolf last night i just want to get your thoughts on it and he tweeted if we practice like normal the other restrictions around the facilities are worthless i i agree uh it, it does make sense like if, you, if you're gonna and let's say you end up using that mask that that uh I saw a mock-up of that basically covers the whole face and then you're wearing a neck, basically a neck uh, or like a balaclava, but the, the mask has like a drop down, almost like a catcher's mask. And let's say you use that, then the contact and and saliva and everything else that you're going to have with the guys in practice, even if you go light, it'll be almost impossible to socially distance and have a real practice, certainly just with your O-line and D-line. Yeah. You could do it, I guess, with skill players, but beyond that, uh, you really couldn't. And so, so I think Derek's right. Walking in one direction in the building, being more spaced out in the locker room, all of those things, if these guys are actually having any kind of contact, then it does feel moot. And I think he's right. So it's almost like they're 
I, I guess you can pr- say you're protecting the other people in the building that aren't on the actual practice field. And, and there are certainly a number of those from coaches and, and older coaches. And, and that's one thing, too, Mike, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but there are plenty of older coaches in college football, whether they be head coaches or position coaches, that if they were to contract this virus, it's going to go way differently for them than it will for young players, whether they're in the pros or, or in college. But you look at Alabama, a place uh, where you see a story that kids are, are racing to try to get it, that they're having parties to see who yeah. can catch coronavirus faster. Nick Saban's in his 60s, and I get that he's in really good shape, and I hope I'm in the shape that he's in in, in his 60s, uh, in my 60s. But that doesn't mean that if he gets it from one of his players, it's going to go great for him. And you're talking about the guy who's the highest paid player, uh, coach in college football, one of them in the most yeah. famous and, and highest paid guy. In the state. So I don't know, but I do think Derek Wolf's right that it does feel silly. Uh, but at the same time, I guess you're protecting the rest of the building, not just the players. Hey, I got to toss one more. This will be the last one, but do you think we're going to see uh, any large number of players opting out of the season? And I assume there'll be that option for guys. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll see a lot. And I heard Dave talking about this uh maybe it's Wednesday right mm-hmm. there in the chair you're, you're sitting in saying the way football players are wired, they're wired to play games and you only get 16 of them. I think the way Ian Desmond looks at it, he's played a long time. He's vested. He has a lot of money as a pregnant wife and, and young kids and, and is obviously trying to help his community. And he knows there'll be more baseball for him. Football players aren't wired to think like that. They're thinking about winning this week's game, this year's division, this year's Super Bowl. And so I'm not saying we won't, see a hundred percent part or that we will see a hundred percent participation. But even with, when you're seeing these basketball guys that are, that are opting out, whether it's Wilson Chandler or Avery Bradley, who has a chance, Avery Bradley has a chance to win a championship this year, a really good one with the Lakers. Uh, I just don't think we'll see that in, in football on, on a very, on a very big level. BK, great big stuff. scale. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Have, hey, a thanks, great, Mike. have a great holiday weekend. Yeah. All right, you too, bud. I appreciate it. Brandon Cristal, KOA Broncos Insider, brought to us by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. Get the facts on how oil and gas are benefiting Colorado and all Coloradans at cred.org, C-R-E-D.org. Vote on the Twitter poll. Would you sign a waiver to go to a Broncos game at KOA Colorado? Mike, Millennial Grant, in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy. News next, then Rockies pitcher Kyle Freeland comes up on Logan and Lewis on KOA News Radio. Fourth of July weekend, MLB summer camp, spring training 2.0, getting ready to start all around baseball, including the Rockies. Mike Rice and Millennial Grant with you in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy. We go right to the VIP line, and it really is a pleasure to welcome in once again Rockies left-hander Kyle Freeland. Kyle, good to have you. Thanks for the time today. Happy Fourth to you and the family. Yeah, happy Fourth to you guys as well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How would you characterize sort of your excitement level as you get ready now to start workouts and 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 prepare for the season again? Oh man, I'm I'm chomping at the bit. Um, it's it, I'm so happy that you know we were able to come to a deal and and get things going and make sure that you know first and foremost everyone's healthy and uh, and we can do things properly on the field. Are you generally speaking? confident that that the health and safety protocols are what they need to be yeah um i mean going through what we've been going through over the past you know couple weeks with um what mlb had already set in line and then 
scale this past week with all the testing and staggered times and, and everything that the Rockies have been explaining to us, what we need to be doing, how we're going to be going about things. I'm very confident that um, these protocols that have been set in place are going to are, are very good guidelines for us um, to, to stick to. That way everyone can stay healthy. And um, in case of anything does happen, that they're able to um, nip it in the butt quickly and, and get things isolated. Rockies pitcher Kyle Freeland with us on KOA. What have you been doing in this sort of uncertain time since spring training shut down? How have you been able to stay sharp but not overdo it? Um, been golfing a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, aside from that, when um when everything when I realized that everything was was going to be a lot longer than I thought, um, you know, I took it upon myself to you know, sit down and think like, okay, this is this is an opportunity right here. Let's, let's try and turn this negative into a positive and, uh, and, you know, continue to work on my craft and uh, continue to work on my new mechanics that I learned this off season and, and fine tune them as much as possible um, with my pitches. That way, when we do get the call that we're ready to ready to fire things back up again, I'm not in a, in a panic, in a panic setting where, where I feel confident actually going into this, this restart. So was it hard to find either places to work out, guys to 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 throw with, and and whatever you needed to do to, as you said, fine tune and continue to work on your pitching? I was I was pretty fortunate actually. Um, you know, I, I continued my quarantine in um, in Arizona, where where my home is during the off season, and I have a I have a trainer out there who um, kept his facility open for full private kind of workouts. So I, I was able to use his facility to get my, get my lifts in, keep my body um, in shape. And then um, there's a handful of guys that stayed in Arizona and who also live in Arizona. So I was throwing with Hoffman um, almost every single day. Um, he ended up building a mound in his backyard that we could throw bullpens off of. And then started getting a little too hot in Arizona. So my girlfriend and I decided to pack up the dogs and, uh, and come to Denver and move into our apartment here. Yeah, that's great. Kyle Freeland with us as we get ready for Rockies baseball. It is, I mean, is there a part of you that looks at this whole thing and does it feel surreal in any way? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's there's times there where you know you think to yourself like, man, we're gonna we might not be playing baseball this year, um, which is just a horrible feeling, um, knowing that that that's a possibility. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Just because you would never, you would never think that you'd never think that something would happen in the world that would, you know, cause you to not play the game that you love. Um, but, but knowing now that you know baseball's right around the corner, we're about to fire this second spring training up and, and get things rolling. It's, it's very exciting times. Kyle, you mentioned your revamped mechanics. You looked great in spring training, and I know down in Scottsdale before they shut everything down, you expressed confidence in 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 being a different pitcher than what you were last year. Do you still feel that same level of confidence heading in now to this second uh, camp? Yeah, very much so. And that, that was that was one thing that I made sure that, that I kept throughout this whole thing. I mean, I know it's been, gosh, three months, you know, since I've truly competed um, in, in a game setting. But uh, that, was, that was one thing I made sure I, I kept with myself is, to keep that confidence, knowing what I was working towards and that I accomplished in spring training and, and everything that I wanted to get to for the start of the season. And, you know, we're, we're back at that point now where we're about three weeks away from the season, you know, starting back up. So I just need to carry that confidence into spring training, continue to do my work, um, see the results I want to see, and then uh, go from there. Final few moments with Rockies pitcher Kyle Freeland. What, what can you give us any sort of, hint i guess on on what the next three weeks will look like for the rockies as you guys sort of work out against each other and with each other at coors field and perhaps metro as well you know that that's a great question um right now it's it, it's going to be a lot of uh you know fly by the seat of your pants kind of spring training um it seems like every day might be different um we don't know what times are going to look like we don't know how much time we're going to have um, who we're going to be around. Um, it's it's going to be small groups, I can tell you that, um, just because of you know, guidelines that have been set forth. But it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get a better look at it after, after we get this first week under our belt and see how things go so we can get a little bit of a, of a routine going. But it's definitely going to be weird and not your typical spring training at all. Yeah, and it certainly won't be the typical season, only 60 games. I want to get your thoughts on Ian Desmond's post, his decision, what he wrote, and kind of how you reacted to that and how you're processing what Ian decided to do and also what he said in that moving Instagram post. Um. Yeah, um, no, I, I stand by Ian 100%. Um, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, when I was a rookie, he immediately took me under his wing to help, you know, show me the way of being a big leaguer and the proper things that go on about it. Um, he's definitely not afraid to speak out about his beliefs um, for his, for himself, for his family. So, you know, I, I stand by Ian 100%. And uh, when he told us that as a team, um, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of guys did, but I texted him back on, on the side outside of the group message just to, you know, let him know, you know, I love him, I support him, going to miss him, um, and, and can't wait to see him again. Yeah, that's great. Hey, finally, Kyle, with 60 games to determine, you know, who makes the playoffs and then obviously competes for a World Series title, do you have to – I mean, every game is more urgent, isn't it? It's a different approach than a six-month season. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah, very much. Um, I mean, I've had that question asked me uh, a couple times, and kind of the way I'm kind of looking at it is is kind of like a college season. Um, you know, for for the guys who play college baseball, it's it's a short season. It's a you know fifty sixty game season where you're going on a dead sprint um, for that, and it, and everything is quick, and it's all about winning that game that day, no matter what. Um, just because uh, it, it's such a short season that every game truly matters that much more. We can't wait to see you guys. Can't wait to get the games going, Kyle. Thanks for the time today. Have fun at camp. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. Kyle Freeland, Rockies left-hander with us on KOA. We appreciate his time and can't wait. It's going to be great. And again, it is 60 games. It's not a six-month season, clearly. But you know what, Grant? We got a text from the 720. If the Rockies win the World Series this year, will it really count? With just 60 games, will they get recognition? Yes and yes. It's the same for it everybody, right? It will absolutely right? count. It will go into the record books as a World Series title. They will be recognized as a team that wins its first World Series, should that happen. Now, is it a normal season? No. And no one's going to pretend that it is. But it, but everyone's competing under the same guidelines here. And in many respects, we should be glad there's baseball at all, given everything that's been happening. As a Rockies fan, it wouldn't be an ideal way to win your first World Series, but you, who cares? You don't, it's your first World Series. You do not turn it down. Exactly. I'm so excited to watch some baseball. And, and let's hope it would be sort of a normal Rocktober because everything surrounding the virus will be where it needs to be, right? And that that should the Rockies make the playoffs, they will get the whole season in, they will get the whole playoff run in, and it would be fun if they're if they're able to get there. It really puts the onus on avoiding the longer losing streaks. There's no question about that. I mean, the Rockies started 3 and 12 last year. If that happens, you're looking at going 27 and 18 just to get to 500, which yeah, I think there very well could be a 500 team, maybe a, a game or two below that gets into the playoffs because I think teams are going to be jammed together for basically two months. I'm thinking about the excitement that's going to create leading up to the oh. to the playoff race. You know, I mean, the whole season is basically the playoff race, and you're not going to have those teams that are 20, 25 games out of a wild card spot. You know, with 60 games to go. I mean, the, the, the whole season is a race to the playoffs. And to my understanding, let me know if I'm wrong here, the playoffs will be a normal postseason, right? If they get to it, assuming everything goes to plan. That's my understanding, yes. But but I, I also need to preface that I'm still make, trying to make sure I have the understanding correct because things literally, th- there are certain things that do change. And, excuse me, for as much as... As much as uh, you you want to stay up on things and things you want things to be normal, that there's no doubt things are changing and there are there there that will continue. I guess well, like I, Kyle I'm trying said, to articulate you know, yeah, that. Yeah, well, like like Kyle said, it's going to be a fly by the seat of your pants kind of season. I mean, that's how they're approaching it and. That's how you're going to have to approach it as a broadcaster. 303-713-8585 if you want to weigh in on the Rockies on the text line 56690. Mike and Millennial Grant in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy, who will be back on Monday. I I really liked what I saw out of Kyle's pitching in spring training. 
I thought, first off, if you didn't get a chance to see him at all, the delivery is completely different. It is smooth. It is fluid. And he has taken out that sort of, I don't know how else to put it, that flamingo pause, that flamingo kick, if you will. You know, Clayton Kershaw kind of kind of does that a little bit, and Kyle completely removed that. And he looked really good in spring training. He looked like a guy that was very comfortable. He had been getting some good results, so it wasn't just about how he, you know, how his delivery looked, but seemingly on the mental side, what he was saying in Scottsdale, what he just told us, he feels confident that he can be much closer to what he was two years ago than some of the struggles he had a year ago. And he was in the running for the Cy Young two years ago. He we was. can't forget that. As he finished a, fourth. a pitcher in Denver at Coors Field, you know, that doesn't happen. So if he can even come close to replicating that season again, the Rockies have a number one pitcher. And from what you're saying and from what he's saying and what we've heard from Bud Black over the last couple months, he's even better than he was before. Yeah. So that's got to create a lot of excitement. Well, and again, it's hard to exactly know because it is spring training and it was shut down March 12th which was you know getting to the point where decisions were going to be made getting to the point where okay it's time to really start gearing up because they were about two weeks away from the season but but you still you still take it for what it is which is spring training and while teams were starting to pare down rosters play their normal guys a little bit more. It still wasn't, you know, replicating a regular season. But up until that point, Kyle looked very good. And I thought that was very encouraging. And going back to him, you saying he's changing his whole, you know, delivery and everything. Does that come from him looking at his tape? Or does that come from a Buddy Black or the pitching coach or someone that says, hey, if you make these adjustments, we think you can be better at this or or so on and so forth. Yeah, and I haven't asked Kyle directly and and didn't in that last interview there. So I don't want to speak for him, but it's my guess would be a combination of both. I mean, there's no question that when you struggle like he did last year and then as he was trying to come back at the end of the year, he had the groin injury and that sort of derailed any sort of meaningful comeback over the last what month or 5 weeks or whatever. I mean, I think you have to look at everything, right? You have to say, "All right, this is not what it was. This is not working out. There's no point in continuing down this path. Now, at some point, I will ask him because I'm interested in in how he actually came to eliminate the pause, the, the flamingo, where he just sort of balance for him as a left-hander on that left back leg and then sort of kick down with your right leg before you explode into the the release of the ball. Just from a purely how it looked standpoint, I always loved his delivery mm-hmm. and Clayton Kershaw's, which I shouldn't say as a Rockies fan, but I will. And it, it mimics it pretty much spot on. But if it makes him pitch better, who cares oh, what it looks like? It was, I, I will not forget, I believe his first start was against the A's right during the that first week of games down in the Cactus League. And it was in Mesa and when he went out to take his warm-up pitches and I saw his delivery, I, I sort of went wide-eyed and to myself, softly but audibly, I was down the first baseline. I was not behind the plate in the press box at the time when the game was starting and I just said, wow. I mean, it, it looked markedly different. And just from, from that standpoint, 
it's much smoother. It's all one fluid motion that continues through. There's now whether or not that's more effective is a whole nother question. Let's hope that it is. And a lot of people have said they they don't they don't see the Rockies being a factor. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know. But with this lineup, with a shortened season, I I don't know that you count anybody out at this point. I mean, it's two months. And I've made this point before, Grant. You take a team like the Marlins. There are some years when the Marlins get off to a pretty good start. They're a pretty good team for, oh, the first, I don't know, three to five weeks or so. And then things start to, you know, they're kind of, way, you know, trending downwards. And then by the by August or what have you, they're, you know, 30 games out. Well, if you have a good three to five weeks at the beginning of the season, you are right in the thick of things. I mean, you have to be, say, three and 12 to really be behind the eight ball in a 60 game season. I mean, even if you're 500 after a month, I think you're still going to be in that conversation. I mean, there might be a team or two that races out to a huge, you know, a, a terrific start. And you look at but these teams. But I don't teams, know if there's going to be seven teams that do that. Right. And you look at these teams the uh, last couple of years who, like the Dodgers, who were way out of the race and then battled back all throughout the end of the season and yeah. came back and ended up making it to the World Series. The Red Sox a few years ago, who did a very similar thing. There's not going to be that option this year. You've got to get out of the gates and you've got to go because you don't have any time to have a bad start, like you said, a 3 and 12 start. You've got to you've got to get things going right off the bat. So I think there will definitely be some surprises and some teams that you wouldn't see in a 160 game season that'll make the playoffs this year. Yeah, and I mean, it really every game and and Bud Black talked about this last week. Every game is so important that he you don't and Bud made this point. You don't have the luxury that you do in a normal six month season to let guys sort of work through some of their struggles. I mean, on the one hand, you can't just pull them if they're, you know, two for 10. But on the other hand, you know, the five for 43, that's a that's a big chunk of games right there. That's potentially one-sixth of your season if, if a guy's getting four-ish at-bats every game. And... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I mean, you, you can't afford to wait for well, the, whether it be pitching so or position down. players. Baseball's so up and down. Yeah. You have so many slumps where you'll see you, you know guys go for five for 43 in a month or however many games. And that's going to lead to so many things coming up into the next season where – you have the storylines of, oh, is this guy done because he had a bad two months of a season? When it's, 
you know, just a couple bad months in a regular season, but now it's your entire, you know, entire season is your bad two months of a slump. There and that's go. going to affect people going forward, too. 1025, Mike Rice, Millennial Grant, in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy. More to come after news on KOA News Radio. song in there at some point during the show today we're gonna have them all day oh yeah we're feeling patriotic today. well but the country especially oh yeah you're a country fan aren't I you i love country music i, I know it's too. not our listeners base of of go-to music no. but i was raised on country music and i'll always listen to it i like it as well 1038 mike rice millennial grant with you on logan and lewis the gang back on monday getting a little head start on the fourth of july weekend of course we will uh, talk some nuggets with our Nuggets insider, Nick Kosmider, about a half an hour from now. So stick around for that. And it was good to catch up with Brandon Cristal. Talk Broncos about an hour ago. Brandon, of course, our Broncos insider. And also Kyle Freeland, Rockies pitcher, joining us last half hour in the last segment. It is, of course, the 4th of July. That means barbecue. Well, in the past, it has meant barbecues and get-togethers and food and traveling it sounds like people are going to be on the roads because that's that all the reports are cdot's expecting that i think that's a good sign get out enjoy the holiday even though it might not be quite what it normally is um fireworks grant i, I want to talk fireworks for a minute 303-713-8585 and on the text line 56690 when when i was a kid Back in the day, and unfortunately now I'm able to say that more and more accurately. Back in the day, we we never did firecrackers, and this was not in Colorado. I was always quite honestly scared of firecrackers because I was I was afraid that I was I was that it was going to blow up and <laughs> I was going to be too close or what have you. But sparklers were the thing, and and I I must say I'm a little bit confused, and I need to ask people, and I think we need a little bit of clarity because. It's my understanding that in Colorado, any type of firework that leaves the ground is illegal. Okay, so that would include firecrackers, bottle rockets, ladyfingers, mortars, Roman candles, etc., right? But you have the stands that pop up, and I, I don't know, I actually, I, I'm asking because I just realized I haven't actually ventured into one of those little tents. You know, you see them in the parking lots around around the metro area. Are they sell are they just selling sparklers and and those kind of things? Well, by law, that's what they'd have to do, right? I, I would think I but mean, I don't really know. Maybe some call or some listeners know that can call in, but the only thing that I from researching it today, the only thing that they're allowed to sell are the ones that like you said, the sparklers, the things that don't leave the ground. Right. The I, not exciting fireworks. Right. I or I guess there, there are ones that, I guess there are sparkler type things that spin and and give off all the, the lights and right. sparks. But nothing and that shoots out. Of nothing it. that shoots out. But Which of course, is all the fun in my mind. Well, <laughs> there's no doubt. And we all know you can go to Wyoming and get those, right? And I'm not, I'm not saying people should, but to think that they don't. Well, when I when I was growing up in Ohio, they were illegal there as well. 
but West Virginia on one side and Indiana on the other side, they were both legal. So you would just have people go, you know, a couple minutes or hours across the border of the state and pick up whatever they needed for their party and usually for the rest of the year, whatever, if they had a wedding happening later in the year or something like that where they wanted fireworks. Now, I've got, I've got, we, we have a list here and it really does vary from community to community in the metro area. For instance, in Denver, and this is from a, a list we got off, off of uh, Nine News, I believe. If you have to light or ignite, it's illegal. So I, I, guess, I, I guess you really got to be careful where you are as far as what, what you can and can't do. Now, here in Littleton, it says... All personal fireworks are illegal, including sparklers. So that would lead me to believe, what are they selling in the tents? What's left to sell? The little pop rocks that you throw on the ground? Yeah, I guess. Mark is in Brighton, and he joins us. Hello, Mark. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thanks. What's going on? Well, you were talking about fireworks stands. Yes. in one just the other day. So... I don't know how far the, the, the band's going to go, but where it starts. So what they sell in there is like fountains, um, those type of things that you put on the ground that has shoots up sparks and right. things like that, sparklers. But nothing that, when they say leave the ground, like pop bottle rockets leave the ground. Artillery shells leave the ground. Those are the things that they're, that they're banning. But I see a lot of them every 4th of July from people going to Wyoming. But as far as the stands go, they're all set that you light on the ground. They never leave the ground, but they... Emit things into the air. Okay, that makes sense. But All then, right. okay, then and take Littleton for one example. And I just it just caught my eye as I was looking through the list of various communities. All personal fireworks are illegal, including sparklers. So are are does that mean fountains are personal fireworks? I mean, honestly, I don't know. You know what? I really don't know, and and I'm glad I don't live in Littleton. But uh, you know, I, I think everything needs to be consistent across all metro, right? I mean, you got. A pocket over here in Littleton saying no, no, nothing. Then Denver saying, well, you can do this. And Centennial says you can do that. You know, I guess as long as you're you're not blowing anything up that's going to land on a roof. Yeah. Right. And and it lands in your yard or you do it out in the street. And a lot of people live in cul-de-sacs. They do it out in the street as a neighbor, as a neighborhood kind of thing uh, are done by, you know, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. I think you're going to be fine. I'd be very surprised if somebody's going to get arrested or get ticketed for a sparkler in their backyard. Even in Littleton. Let's hope not. Right. Let's hope not is right. <laughs> Don't we have other things to do? Let's go look for the artillery shells. Leave yeah. the sparkers and the kids alone. Okay, let's go look for an artillery. I know. But I have to share one thing with you. You know, you got that um, that app, that neighborhood app where people post different things. Yeah, Mostly yeah. people complaining about, you know, people, you know, their fur babies. And I guess they must call their kids skin babies. But um, there was a guy that posted all of his fireworks that he's going to blow off on 4th of July. And says, here it is. And nobody's going to take my right away from blowing off fireworks or this or that. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, buddy, your name is right there. Your neighborhood is right there. And now you've got your whole you know, uh, artillery thing going on. Oh, the post was t- taken down last night. So I think somebody probably said, hey, you know what? You push this on to the Arapahoe County Sheriff and they're going to be knocking on your door, yeah, right? Y- yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not smart. So, Not smart. Yeah. No, he just had a brief brain hemorrhage so cramp all right guys have a good day all right mark two cents yep thank you that's mark appreciate it 303-713-8585 on the text line 56690 i remember when i was a kid sparklers were the big deals we mentioned but but there's some funny stuff 
as it pertains to fireworks. So you're going to tell me that you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodads, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker doos, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No. Because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. Well, that might be your problem. <laughs> it's not what you like. It's the consumer. Oh man, there's some truth to that. There was a there was a piece that we were that, that I was reading, Grant, where some of the some of the folks in Wyoming who have the big time stands are saying they're going crazy selling fireworks. I mean, up two three hundred percent year over year. I I, I think there's there could be something to the idea that people are kind of cooped up and want to just do something relatively normal, have some fun, get out there and do so. I'm not saying fire off the bottle rockets and be in, uh, what am I saying? Be, do something that is technically illegal in your community. But I sure understand the idea of wanting to make it a fun 4th of July. I really do. Well, I, certainly, you know, it's it goes hand in hand with 4th of July and it's a big part of it. And, you know, people love to blow stuff up. It's on who we are in this country, and it's it's a it's an exciting thing when you when you get a good fireworks show. It's nothing like it, and it's a patriotic event that is part of you know the American culture. Three zero three seven one three eighty five eighty five toll free eight or uh, yeah toll free eight five five seven one three eighty five eighty five. And if you want to text five six six nine zero, of course I I we did a got a head start on the. On the holiday and did a barbecue last night, Grant. Not not a huge barbecue. It was like, okay, what are we doing for dinner? How about we grill burgers? And so I grilled burgers. I I had two burgers last night, and and I must say, it is th there are so many good cookout foods, and Fourth of July is a big part of that. is is a great time to to break all those out, your favorites. But I I gotta say, I think just the good old fashioned grilled burger might be my favorite. That's your favorite cookout food? I, I think... That's I, fair. It, I mean, how it, can you go wrong? Right. How can you go wrong? And it's a go-to that I go to quite a bit, especially yeah. in the summertime. Talk about things that go hand-in-hand hand with Fourth of July, fireworks and bar barbecues and cookouts. No doubt. But what, I'm, what's I'm yours? going with a hot dog over a hamburger. But really? my go-to that I need at every, every cookout is corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. That is my staple. And we cook it... So where I'm from, you cook it on the grill, and then you throw it in the cooler for a while and let it finish cooking in there, and it sits and stays hot. And then we have this contraption that's basically a pitcher, and you put melted butter in it and some oil that separates it, mm -hmm. and you dip the entire ear of corn into the melted butter so you don't have to roll it on one of the yeah uh, on know, the little plates things. Or, right. yeah, or, or Yeah, so my go-to every time, corn on the cob. By the way, we got a text, 56690. Speaking of the, well, and I didn't know this was the name of it. Speaking of the Phantom Fireworks Factory in Wyoming, is it legal for them to advertise their products in Colorado where most fireworks are banned or illegal? Maybe it's just not ethical. I don't know. I, I would, I, I don't know if it's legal. 
I, I can't ever remember hearing ads or seeing ads of uh, uh, for fireworks in Colorado. It is really a seasonal thing, obviously. Another text from the 303. I've lived in Adams and Arapahoe counties and neither police would enforce. I mean, I suppose if it got really out of hand or if, like like Mark was saying, our caller, somebody was advertising the fact they were they had a whole stash they were going to be blowing up and setting off. I mean, I suppose then, you know, maybe that becomes an issue if neighbors complain ahead of time. Hey, my, my buddy down the street's about to do this or, or the guy down the street, and I don't really want him to. Well, one story I was reading, uh, a guy that owns a fireworks stand right on the Wyoming border said 95% of his business is coming from Colorado. No kidding. So is that, I wonder if that's abnormal though. I bet that would be somewhat normal. I bet he get, especially if he's on the border or near the border, I would think that, that that would be somewhat normal because let's face it. If you live in Wyoming, you, you don't need to go to the border store, especially if you live you know, farther away from the border, you, you could probably get them anywhere. See stands popping up all the time up in Wyoming. But yeah, a lot of people do. They cross the border. Well, we don't need to cross the border for our food. What is your favorite side dish for a cookout? You mentioned corn on the cob. A lot of people do the baked beans. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of people do Mac salad. A lot of people do potato salad. Get myself hungry. <laughs> I know. Looking at that article that I printed out, just seeing the cookout food, I'm salivating, just, waiting for this weekend. And this is from Mashable.com. They rank the most popular, I guess. And I don't know how they determined that. It doesn't say that they just rank them. And and hot dogs were obviously the most the 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 top ranked cookout food. But how do burgers and, and they mix they mix. Um, main dishes, main and dishes and sides. Thank you. I'm just having trouble today. But how do how do burgers come in 11th behind? Well, and not behind brats, but bur- brats are 10th. Burgers are 11th. I, I think they got to be higher. I mean, how do you how do you rank firecracker popsicles number two? <laughs> now, I saw that. Now, a firecracker popsicles fine. It's a dessert. It's those red, white, and blue popsicles. It's a great treat on a sunny, it hot is. day. It's no burger or broth, though. Exactly. I don't know. Do you want to you wanna have your mind blown on the best side dish there is? I don't know if yes. this is a nationwide thing or not. I want the best side dish But my there mom is. would always make cucumbers and onions and vinegar. So it's just cucumbers, onion, vinegar, a little bit of water, a little bit of sugar. Now- Let it sit for a day. This is the important part. You have okay. to let it sit for a day. Kind of marinate. It soaks up all those juices into the cucumbers, and it is the best treat. Way well, better than a popsicle on a hot day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the cucumbers and onions and vinegar, or it's the firecracker popsicle. I do remember, and, and I don't know if they call this, I mean, all, all the foodies out there are going to know, 
if they call it cucumber salad or what exactly they call it, but the version I've heard is cucumbers and tomatoes and perhaps onions in, and I want to say it was oil and vinegar, not necessarily just vinegar, but it's sort of a variation of what you just described. A lot of people add the the oil to it and Mm -hmm. I don't like it as much. You don't need it. Unnecessary step. Okay. From the 720 back to fireworks, you should, you should YouTube a sparkler bomb. I put a hole in a neighbor's garage door. I'm going to have to do that here. I think we're going to have to do that during the break. Oh, Carlos is in Denver. Hello, Carlos. Thanks for the call. Happy 4th. Yeah. Hey, happy 4th to you too, bud. I was going to let you know. So for 4th of July, we're making it. We're going to smoke a brisket, some ribs, and uh, make some steak. And uh, about the fireworks thing, man, you, uh, you can get them here in Denver, but you have to have an out-of-state license and registration. And they take you to, like, this little part of the room back there, and then you can buy, like, the illegal ones. You just have to have an out-of-state license and registration. So it's like the black market of fireworks. Pretty much. It's kind of crazy. I never heard of it until a few years ago, and we went to go buy some. I won't say where it's at or what. I'm sure people know where it's at, but they tell you, oh, we got some good ones, but... You need an out-of-state license and registration to get in. So, yeah, you don't have to go to Wyoming if you got some buddies there. You yeah, know, <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> someone who knows someone. You're you're set, Carlos. Thank you. Happy Fourth. Boy, I tell you, that's the trifecta: brisket, ribs, and steak. Ooh, wow! The meat trio of perfection. Hmm. Speaking uh, to that, though, that Carlos was saying, uh, a texter on the text line said there are billboards and we got a flyer with the newspaper giving us directions to the fireworks factory. Oh, that's news to me then. Uh, we, we got uh, a text from the 720. Welcome to Colorado. Nothing new, just new people. Our neighborhood has competition. Tired of newly planted people complaining. We can. OK. It's a holiday. Deep breath. Smell the roses. Enjoy the life. Enjoy the barbecue. 1055. We'll talk some Nuggets ball at 1106 right after news as Nick Kosmider, our KOA Nuggets insider from The Athletic, joins us. Mike and the Millennial. Mike Rice, Millennial Grant, in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy on this Thursday, 4th of July weekend on KOA News Radio. Mike Rice, Millennial Grant with you. In for Dave, Rick, and Kathy. They will be back on Monday after the 4th of July weekend. Sports getting back, trying to get back, Nuggets included. And Nick Kosmider is our KOA Nuggets insider with The Athletic, presented by WyoTech. Get job ready in just nine months. Enrolling now for hands-on, in-person classes. Visit wyotech.edu, W-Y-O-T-E-C-H dot E-D-U. Happy 4th, Nick. Good to have you. Happy 4th to you, Mike. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So it, some interesting developments. I know it seems like there, we can say that every day regarding the NBA. First off, any update that you are aware of on Nikola Jokic? So we spoke with Michael Malone yesterday. He spoke to local media on a, on a Zoom conference call, uh, and he confirmed that to this point, Nikola Jokic was not yet back um, in Denver. 
And so he said they were working on getting him back. The expectation is that he will be in Denver in time to fly with the Nuggets on Tuesday to Orlando. Um, but as far as a, a certain date as to when he is going to arrive, uh, we still don't know. Obviously, we know that he tested positive for the coronavirus after he went to Serbia around the middle of June. So, uh, again, he would have to return a, a negative test. We do know, Michael Malone said, look, we've talked to Nikola Jokic. He's doing great. He's feeling great. Um, so it's just a matter now of logistically um, them getting whatever they got to get done in order to get him back here. But, again, Malone expressed faith that uh, he would be with the team when they leave Orlando on Tuesday. Do we know if the delay is a health-related situation or perhaps, like you said, other logistics, visa, whatever? Yeah, the, the Nuggets have been pretty pretty tight to the vest in terms of um, what's, you know, what's been keeping Nikola Jokic from having arrived at this point. So, again, whether that's travel, you know, in, increased travel restrictions, um, that are making it more of a, I guess, a logistical hurdle, or if it's visa-related. To this point, we're not sure. But uh, so again, if you're a Nuggets fan, you're keeping your fingers crossed because obviously this timeline is getting a little bit more and more crunched when we're talking about just early next week them flying to Orlando to to get ready for this restart. The restart is on its way, of course, at the Walt Disney World Complex, the bubble that they're trying to create, the season scheduled to kick off on July 30th. With all of the cases spiking in Florida, Nick, is the league, I would have to think the league is somewhat concerned about what's going on. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I don't think you can look around at, as you mentioned, what's happening with you know, with the spike of cases, uh, especially there in Florida, I saw today uh, 10,000 cases over the last 24 hours. Um, you know, you're talking about more cases just in Florida than, you know, a place like Europe is seeing altogether. And so it's, it's alarming. Uh, but again, the, the NBA, you know, they have said, listen, we, there's not going to be any kind of perfect situation. We believe in the safety protocols that we're putting in place. We believe that, um, you know, this bubble environment that we're creating is going to be able to keep players and staff members safe. Um, but we just, we just don't fully know until they get down there. Um, the, the real hurdle is still, though, Mike, just getting down there in general. Mm. You know, a, a lot of teams around the league, you, you've seen that they've, they started back yesterday having mandatory attendance at the facilities where t- uh, players were working out individually in different kind of groupings. Well, the Nuggets couldn't even do that because they closed down their facility after they said that some members of their traveling party were tested positive. And so they're already a little bit behind the eight ball because they're not in the gym uh, practicing right now. So that just goes to show you just the logistical hurdle of getting 35-person travel parties for every other team down to Orlando healthy. Um, It's it's already shown to be a real challenge. So we're going to have to see how that fully plays out over the next week. KOA Nuggets insider Nick Kosmider of The Athletic with us. Do we have any indication that the Nuggets will be reopening their facility anytime soon? Well, they they may open it this weekend uh, as early potentially as tomorrow. Michael Malone said that that was going to be pending uh, further test results of, of members of the organization um, as to whether they would in fact open it back up. And it's, it's not clear if you know, that they have any thought or inclination that, you know, player, players or personnel, whoever it was that tested positive, did so uh, as a result of the facility itself. 
they kind of tried to reiterate that this was a situation where they just felt like it was better to take a uh, abundantly cautious approach, and that's why they shut down their facility. But again, you're talking about an already limited amount of time that the teams are going to have to practice and train for this upcoming restart. And, you know, so every day less that you have um, is, is more of a challenge for you to get fully ready uh, for this restart that's coming up here at the beginning of August. As far as the bubble environment in Florida for teams, my understanding is they're going to try and, and make it so that there are things for players, coaches to do where they wouldn't have to go to the quote-unquote outside world. Is that accurate? And if it is accurate, is it realistic to expect that's going to happen? Well, that, that's the million-dollar question or, or $150 million question, which is, is what it's costing the NBA to to create this bubble environment in the first place. Um, you know, they're trying to understand that these are guys who, you know, typically live, you know, a lifestyle that's different than you and I, Mike. There, there's there's a, lot of, a lot of entertainment options for players that, and typically just have this ability to, to go and do what you want to do. And so this is a completely different way of life. Um, the NBA is certainly trying its best to create an environment in which um, there are things for them to do, but it's, We'll see. I mean, Central Florida in the middle of summer, you know, the NBA keeps saying just spend your time outside, spend your time outside. That's that's not a place that I would want to be spending a lot of time out. We may have lost you know, the gym or yeah. your, the gym or your room. Yeah, no doubt, especially when you're trying to, you know, compete at a high level and win a championship spending, you know, hours in the in the heat and humidity might not be ideal. Right. And so those those are just a couple of a couple of the challenges that they face. But again, I think you're going to see teams who are really committed to trying to win this championship. You know, that they can see that this is really the only way that we're going to be able to do it this year. Um, you know, that might be motivation in and of itself to kind of live with uh, these restrictions that include not being able to see your family for quite a long time. No doubt. Two last things. Do you, do you think the Nuggets would qualify as one of those teams that is committed to what you just described? You know, I think so. I, I, I really do. Just because, again, this is a team that truly does believe that it can win this championship. Um, they, they've said it since the beginning of the year, and they've seemed even more galvanized in the days leading up to their trip to Orlando, whether it's Michael Malone, Tim Conley, the players that we've been able to speak with on occasion, um, have really expressed faith that they believe they have what it takes, having been at the top of the Western Conference for each of the last two seasons, they're taking kind of a, a why not us? You know, they might be 30 to one underdogs in Las Vegas, but this is a team that believes it has enough, particularly if Nikola Jokic is, in fact, kind of back to himself, um, that they have enough to, to hang with anybody. Finally, Nick, and, and I suppose with things changing every day, we could ask this every day, but are we aware of any nuggets that might opt out? So that question was also asked directly of Michael Malone yesterday, and he said to his, to his knowledge at this point, um, there are no plans of any player to opt out of, of the Orlando restart. Now, he said that they would fully support, the organization would, would 100% support any player who chose not to play, whether it be for um, you know, safety concerns or any other reason that they had, they would have the full support of the organization. But at this time, it doesn't look like any player on Denver's roster is going to choose to opt out. Perfect. Nick, great stuff. Be safe, and we'll talk soon. Thank you.
Thanks a lot, Mike. Have a great weekend. You too. Happy 4th. Nick Kosmiter, KOA Nuggets Insider with The Athletic. He is presented by WyoTech. Get job ready in just nine months. Enrolling now for hands-on, in-person classes. Visit wyotech.edu. I think the... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus bubble atmosphere the bubble environment grant is really a an understandable option that the nba is trying to create i i, I do wonder how effective it will be in keeping guys sort of in place. And I, I don't I don't know if it's realistic to expect it. And you just hope that, you know, guys make good decisions. I mean, I'm not saying that they, they have to – I'm not telling them what to do, but I'm just wondering if, by and large, they are going to sort of stay to that confined area. And I think anybody would probably have their doubts. Well, I was listening to uh, Stephen A. Smith the other day, who I'm not – a big fan of, but I really agreed with this point he was making is that, and kind of how Nick referred to it as well, but the NBA players have a certain lifestyle that they're very used to. And Stephen A. Smith mentioned maybe single players going out to hook up with girls. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, God forbid that happens, which more than likely it will, if they can, someone will sneak out of there and then they bring it back to the facility, coronavirus. I mean, that's going to shut everything down. So I just wonder how much they will monitor these players and what can they really do if a player decides to leave. Yeah, and I think I think it really speaks to what Nick said there at the end, which is you have to have a group, meaning a team, that really is focused on the on basketball and focused on winning the title and making that the priority over other things because of the atmosphere we're in and the choices that have to be made. 303-713-8585 on the text line 56690. I will say I am really interested and excited, though, for the NBA season to get started. I want to see what the Nuggets can do. I'm I'm assuming that Jokic is going to be with the club. Hopefully, as Nick said, it's going to be before they leave on Tuesday for the bubble. And yet, even if it's after that, that he's going to be healthy. He, as we've talked about on this show and, and countless other people have talked about it as well, he is completely slimmed down. He has completely revamped his body. I can't see how that does anything but help him. I, I'm, I'm not thinking he's going to be... Because he's lost weight, he's not going to be strong. In fact, I, to me, it'd be just the opposite. He'd probably be stronger and have better endurance and all the rest. I'm really interested to see. I, I think the Nuggets have a shot. Now, I don't know that I would predict them to win it over the Nuggets or rather the uh, Lakers or the Clippers. I think those are the top two teams going in. But that doesn't mean that the Nuggets can't can't be right there. And, well, and I mean, Especially they were, if, if the Jokic is in better, better shape. And comes back healthy, the Nuggets have to like their chances as much as anybody. Who I mean, think so. They compete with the big teams all the time. They've got a core of young players who won't lose that energy throughout this marathon sprint to the finish line in the in the NBA. 
I mean, I like their chances chances a lot, even more now than in a regular a regular playoff series where they don't have to go on to the road and these opposing arenas. I think they've got as good as chance as anybody. I would say that the red flags are what they have been in the last year or two for the Nuggets, which is will they buy in defensively and make that commitment, make that effort? And then offensively, can they can they shoot well from beyond the arc? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. If they can if they can make some threes, they're in every game. I mean, we know what Nikola does and how the offense runs through him. We know he's on the court all the time. I, I do too. I I think they've got a shot. And it the, the big unknown is how teams come out. I mean, what happened previously in the season really has no bearing other than you know, where the teams stand now as far as their seeding and all of that. But honestly, that, that really doesn't matter. What matters is how they come out playing and, you know, when when they get to Orlando and then when the season starts at the end of July. On the text line, bought fireworks from Wyoming since we're from there. One year we did get in trouble in Castle Rock and got a ticket, question mark. Meaning I, I think like what I, I'm assuming – the sentiment is, what's the deal with that? <laughs> but I guess I guess you can get a ticket. I mean, if the fireworks are illegal, I do agree with the previous uh, texter who said, you know, a lot of law enforcement agencies aren't going to enforce, but I don't know that I would assume that. Back to the cookout menu. Listen to your show every day. Get a good laugh. The memories of cucumbers and onions. Yes, delicious. Mom made that all the time. I'm originally from New Jersey. Glad you're out here. My mouth is salivating. Oh, my gosh. I make it all the time at home now, but it's still not quite the same as when mom made it. It's, this, you no. know, it's like four ingredients, and you think, this has got to taste the same no matter what. But I don't know if it's that little in, extra ingredient of love that you get from mom Maybe. or grandma, but it's the go-to of every cookout I'm at. See, I'm going to stick with the, with the with the my version, not my personal, but the version I'm familiar with of the cucumbers, tomatoes, onions, and oil and vinegar. A little bit different from your onions and cucumbers and vinegar only. But there is something good about that cucumber salad, boy. Ooh. Ooh. I just, it is it is interesting when you talk about cookout foods, and, and we'll continue this after news here, and we'll get you, we'll actually run through the rankings because it is it is worth doing. But when you mix sides and main dishes together, it, I mean, it's tough to differentiate. How do you how do you say mac salad might be better or worse than a hot dog? I mean, they, they kind of go hand in hand. I will say, I think you got to have both. I think well, you definitely have to have, <laughs> you have to have all fifteen on this list, quite honestly. But but I will say, there's one in the middle. It's like well, or yeah, kind of in the middle. It's a dessert. I'm going, I, I see it, but I don't necessarily agree with it there. But I will say last night when we did our pre-4th of July barbecue, it, it was out of necessity, not out of planning, really. Dude, I, I scarfed down two burgers last night. And normally I keep it to one with some salad. And I was, I was a hungry dude. And if you have plans for your cookout and want to offer your tips, we are here for you. Up until noon, Mike and Millennial Grant in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy. Talking 4th of July. We've talked a lot of sports. We talked football with KOA Broncos insider Brandon Cristal. We can go back to that because 
I want to get back to our poll as well, which I think we need to discuss in depth a little bit. We'll get to that. But the poll question on Twitter at KOA Colorado is, would you sign a waiver to go to a Broncos game? It may come to that. It may come to that. And we'll also continue on the food topic and take your text. Here's a good one, and it's fair, from the 720. He says, I hate to pull this card, but... ABC's worst ratings nightmare is an NBA Finals that doesn't feature either LA team or the Celtics. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. I mean, I mean, I think they're I think executives with the NBA, my guess would be, are are probably expecting slash hoping for either the Lakers or Clippers to be in the finals. I don't I but that doesn't that doesn't to me speak badly on the Nuggets. I mean I wouldn't compare the Nuggets from a market and appeal standpoint to any three of those teams. No, and I that's think that natural. Makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. Boston from the Eastern Conference would sure. be exactly what they want. But I think, wouldn't you think that Giannis and the Bucks are a big enough draw now or not enough na- nationwide? Because he, he's the next best player in the NBA. If he goes up in the finals against LeBron James and the Lakers, I mean, that would be the most appealing matchup to me. It, I think just I think, from a neutral, no fan perspective. Yeah, I think Giannis would, you know, with the NBA's emphasis on the individual players and the stars, he certainly would would be appealing. I don't know if it would be interesting to see, and there's no way to know because you can't run two finals simultaneously, right? But if it were Lakers, Celtics, or Lakers, Bucks, which one would be better? But it's it's an interesting text, and I think I think the texter's right on, and I don't. I don't think, I mean, he sort of apologized to, for mentioning it, but of course, especially in this environment, Grant, where there are no fans, there's no gate, there's no interest sort of regionally, at least geographically. I mean, Nuggets fans are going to be interested to see what the Nuggets do, but they're not going to be in Orlando. They're not going to really have any way to tangibly, um, you know, think of the playoffs last year in the great series with Portland, even though the Nuggets lost. There was an electricity in the arena, in the city. Obviously, that that you lose a big part of that. So, I th- I think for all the leagues, you're counting on TV ratings and revenue to help. But in, I think, in especially this year, and regardless of who's in it, I think they'll be up this year because people are so sports starved. I would tend to I agree mean, with that. PGA Tour events are drawing fifty percent more viewership than last year. So you got to think it's going to go up across major sports like baseball, basketball, and football. You would think. You would think. We'll continue the conversation, Mike and the Millennial. Mike Rice, Millennial Grant, in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy on this Thursday before the 4th of July. News is next on KOA News Radio. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea. From Detroit down to Houston and New York to L.A. Will is bright in every American heart and it's time we stand and say That I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free Classic from Lee Greenwood. Happy 4th of July to you and yours. Hope you have a great, great plan for the weekend. 1138, Mike Rice and Millennial Grant in for Dave, Rick, and Kathy on this Thursday before the 4th. 
long holiday weekend and yeah, sincerely wish that you and yours have a blessed holiday and good times and make some good memories for sure. Whatever you might be doing, we're going to kind of stay close. We're going to kind of just keep it low key. I think that's sort of the plan for the Rice clan. And yet, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do something bigger, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll see if Millennial wants to share what he might be doing, because it's it's a good time. It's a good time to try and get out. It's a good time to try and do some things. We've been bouncing around. We've been talking a lot of different sports, talk some NFL. And that's the subject of our Twitter poll at KOA Colorado. Would you sign a waiver? to go to a Broncos game. And it's roughly pacing. The two choices were yes, anything for a game, and no, still too risky. And right now, the no's are leading the yeses about 60% to 40%. So it's a decent margin. But you can jump on that if you want to take part in it. To me, it all comes down to risk assessment. As individuals, family members, etc. And I know a lot of people are of the mind that, hey, things are happening too soon. Things are opening too soon. I'm, I'm not I'm not really in that camp. I, I am in the camp of being smart, being prudent, making good choices, good decisions. Like, for instance, as, as we talked about in the first hour from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, this the sort of trend of young people, I won't say students, but I assume many of them are young people attending parties and trying to get the virus and basically putting money into a pot. And then whoever can show they've come down with the virus first gets the pot. I mean, that's just that's that's dumb. (laughs) That's just that's craziness. COVID parties, they're calling. Come on. That's just craziness. In my opinion. And if you would do it, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, maybe you, you want to call and tell me why you do it. Fine. I, I don't. I mean, that's just brazen. I don't believe in that. But I do believe we all have to assess the risks as we make decisions based on, OK, are we going to go to a game? Or are we going to go here, go there, do this, do that? And being smart about it. I, I mean, to me, it it's it's so much of that. And, you know, some people are comfortable doing things that others aren't. And and at, at some point, I, I think you, you got to have those options available. And in Colorado anyway, while things have been creeping up the last few days, it hasn't been a case where we've seen huge numbers of, of new cases. And look. We can sit here and debate all day. Why are they going up? What are the what are the reasons I try and follow it? I know like many of you do and try and have a working knowledge of things and it gets fatiguing. And I think many of us have been fatigued by it for a long time. That doesn't mean we, I ignore it, but it does mean I, I think granted it just comes down to risk assessment as as it pertains to our Twitter poll. I would I would go to a game. I would sign a waiver. And I would not feel, um, what's the word, uncomfortable. I would not feel scared, maybe is a better word. I mean, it's like, okay, is this going to work out all right? But 
I, w- I would not have a problem signing a waiver and going to a Broncos game at this point. Yeah, I think me personally, as a younger, healthy-ish, mostly adult, you know, I would 100% go right now, sign a waiver, be ready to watch a game or a concert. I mean, I wouldn't want it to be 75,000 people, I don't think. But if they're, you know, smart, socially distanced events, I wouldn't have an issue at all going. But no. you have to be smart. If you're 65, 70 years old, have an underlying health condition, or live directly with someone who lives like who has those issues, maybe it's not the year for you to go to a game. Right. Uh, our, our friend Crystal in the Springs texts at 56690, I would sign a waiver to attend an Avs, Broncos, and Rockies game. Got to get back to living. I wash my hands, don't go out if I am not feeling well, and have kept my parents as isolated as possible. I think that's real. And that's what I'm talking about. Prudent, smart, good decisions, and ultimately we all have to assess the risks, right? And Crystal, it is great to hear from you. Happy fourth to you and the fam. Hope you have a, a great holiday weekend. Speaking of, yes. do you have any exciting oh, plans? I was for just, the I was just saying, I was just saying because I know you, you're running around doing. Oh yes, a, I had to step behind the scenes. Yes, emergency. behind the scenes stuff. Is it all? Is the fire put out? We'll be just fine. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it low key, sticking close. Now I know that that you've got some things on the burner. Do you want to share those? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Just going to uh, Taos for the weekend. I've Ooh. never been. We'll be smart about it, but I'm excited to see some of the sites down there. And we're going to have a little Airbnb out in the middle of the country and just relax for a few days, get Very away from nice. the hustle and bustle of Denver and away from work for a couple of days. That's kind of what the way we felt going up to the Black Hills what a couple of weeks ago. It was just nice to go get away. It's Again, it's just nice to hit the road. I love road trips. Me too, and we're taking the long way. You nice. know, We're not in a hurry. We're going to do the whole mountain drive because it's a beautiful day for it. Maybe stop at a brewery on the way. I'm just so excited to get away and have no responsibilities. And I'm from the country, so I like it. With nobody around. Every now and then, you, you just, you got to, you got to get away, get the sanity back. So Grant will be on the road as he does. Are you going to have a cookout down there? Are you going to be able to well, finagle of one of those? Yeah. You, so you're going to do Burgers, one. Burgers, brats, hot dogs, and cucumbers and vinegar. Are you serious? <laughs> you're going to do. Oh. oh, yeah. All the fixings. Now, who's making the cucumbers and vinegar? This guy right here. Are, so you know the recipe. Oh, yeah. Like well, I said, not quite as good as mom's, but no. I, can, I can get it done. Just do it the night before, or I guess the day before. Right. Got to let it soak. At least one day. It's better with two. Okay. But one will one will do. Okay. So here, as we get back to our 4th of July ranked foods from Mashable.com, should we go, well, let's go, and we'll, we'll buzz through these with maybe some editorial comments as we go. 15 is Mac Salad. Not my absolute favorite, but... In a pinch, it'll work fine. Now, are you mac salad or potato salad preference? Well, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll stick with mac salad for now because we'll just say potato salad is higher on the list that we're going through. So these are 4th of July ranked foods. 15th is mac salad. Okay. 14 cherry pie. You can take cherry pie right off the list. I There are not many cherry pies that I will eat. I will avoid cherry pies at almost any turn. I know. It's un-American. What? Seriously, well, seriously. The only I, I problem like I have pie. with cherry pie being on the list is nothing's as American as apple pie. Well, so if apple go. pie is not higher up on the list, I'm going to be upset with that. Okay. Well, cherry pie is 14th, and that's way too high. Get it off the list. Coleslaw at number 13. Again, I love coleslaw. 
So that's fine. It could be a little bit higher for me, but it's a side, so it doesn't deserve status over a main dish. You've clearly drawn the line here. I where have you totally drawn on the this. line. Potato chips, can I don't think I've met one I don't like. Fine. They're, that's number 12. This is where the issues start to come for me. Burgers cannot be as low as 11. Cannot happen, should not happen. I mean, that's got to be top five on any list. Has What's to be. a cookout without a burger? Without a burger, or at least the option of a burger. Right. And a 4th of July cookout, you're, you're telling me there are 10 better cookout foods for the 4th of July than burgers? No. Brats, 10. And I feel about the same as as burgers as I do with brats. Got to be higher than 10. By the way, here here's the explanation on the burgers. You might be shocked that burgers are so low on this list. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they knew we were going to be shocked. <laughs> Honestly, we totally understand. But burgers are so versatile, delicious in each season, compatible with so many toppings, cheeses, and sauces that it seems too vague to focus on them at your cookout. Please trust us on this. No, I do not trust you on this. Burgers are too low, period. So they're saying they're too good to be higher on the list. They're too versatile and have too many options. And they're good all year round, so they can't be higher on the 4th of July list? That doesn't make any sense It doesn't sense make to me. any sense. Brats. Bratwurst is a delightful summer meal on the grill, but it's not the 4th of July summer meal on the grill. Not as long as there's a hot dog around anyway. Please save your brats for July 5th and be sure to add lots of sauerkraut. No. Wrong. Done. Absolutely unacceptable. Brats have to be higher. This one I take umbrage with. And it's not because of what it is, but it's because of where it is. How, strawberry shortcake is your ninth r highest ranked Fourth of July food. Can't be there. I don't even want that on my list. Can't be there. Number eight, and I like deviled eggs. Deviled eggs eight are above burgers. Come on. Look, I get this. It's a conversation piece, but we're having fun fun with it. it the, the The lunacy continues again. Nothing personal against kebabs. I love kebabs. I'm fine with kebabs, but nobody in their right mind, when they hear this phrase, 4th of July cookout, thinks, oh, I can't wait to sink my teeth into that delicious kebab. <laughs> what, what is that? A, what, what number was that? Seven. And burgers are 11. 11. What, what kind of world are we living in? Upside down in many, in, in every, every place, of course, every way, of course. Number six, potato salad. Okay, I love potato salad. In fact, last night, this is this is wonderful. Last night, Ann comes home and says, hey, I got some, are you okay with potato salad? I got some potato salad for the burgers tonight. I'm like, am I okay with potato salad? Are you serious? I love, I used to work at a deli when I was in uh, a younger person in high school. And man, chowed through potato salad. Baked beans, five. I like baked beans, I'd put potato salad higher because if they were if they were side by side on the table, I'd have potato salad, potato salad over first? beans. But I do I, I, I like baked See, beans. See, no way. Baked beans, I could eat them all day, every day, hot, oh. cold, doesn't matter. And I have to have macaroni salad, not potato salad. Okay, I'd flip those two on the list. Wow, so potato salad way down there. Well, I think macaroni salad is so much easier to make, and it's always pretty good. And I've had some really bad potato salad. Where I just can't do it. But shout out to Brothers Barbecue. They make the best potato salad. Mm, you're getting me going here. 
Number four, barbecue ribs. Okay. I, I, I can see that. That's, that's a definite cookout, 4th of July staple. I have no problem with that. And then your fave, corn on the cob, third. You know, I, I'm a veggie guy. I love vegetables. If you're going to put a veggie in the top three, it's got to be corn on the cob. How firecracker popsicles get number two is, again, blasphemy. You can't rank a food based on color. <laughs> that's got to be the ranking, of right? Of course it's, it's the ranking. Because it's red, white, and blue. It It's those red, white, and blue sort of cylindrical popsicles. And I would argue that's the second best red, white, and blue popsicle. Have you had a bomb pop? I have not. They're a bigger and better version of a firecracker. See, there you go. And then the number one 4th of July cookout food is, of course, the Great American Hot Dog. I, uh, you cannot argue with that. Now, some people don't like hot dogs as much as hamburgers. I would, I typically will eat a hamburger at a cookout over a hot dog, but I love dogs. In fact, I may have to grill some dogs this weekend. I would call myself a hot dog connoisseur. Of really? I, everywhere I go, street festivals, baseball games, whatever, I'm getting a hot dog. Do you have a go-to place in Denver for the dog? You know, um, Billy Gourmet Billy's, I believe it's called, right downtown. Okay. Amazing. And they no have kidding. they have a huge variety. So they have like elk sausages, you know, deer dog, everything you could imagine. But their standard go to hot dog is is spot on. And every baseball game I go to, no matter what day it is, what I've ate, I'm getting a hot dog at every baseball game I go to. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> we got a text from the four four three. Got to be Amish potato salad. I'm not familiar with what Amish potato salad is. I I don't know. By the way, Grant's getting all kinds of suggestions now of places to go on his on his way to Taos. See what happens when you when you throw that out there? You've got you've got more ideas. Crystal's got some ideas for you in Taos. I'm gonna have to screenshot this before I hit the road in a yes, couple hours. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So you you are and you're leaving this afternoon? Yes. And you're back Sunday? Yep. Waking up in Taos tomorrow. Oh. I'm ready to hit the road. I'm ready I, to say, can, can you strap me to the to the luggage rack on top just to go on a road trip? Hey, we've got room. We'll strap you right to the top. It's got, not going to be very comfortable, but you, we'll you got get room you down for there. four up there. <laughs> we can hold. This is a this is a kids free trip, <laughs> <laughs> which may be a blessing for you too. <laughs> In other words, I can, we can leave the boys at home. That's even better. <laughs> Let them ruin the place while we're gone. Hey, it's been a lot of fun as always, Grant. You are the best. Have a wonderful trip. Be safe, of course, but enjoy the. The fourth down there. Yeah. Enjoy your fourth of July weekend. Remember that we are a, a country that has a lot of freedoms that other places don't get. Yes. And, uh, we should enjoy them this weekend. Yeah. And be thankful for them, too. I, I would. It is an interesting time, but I think we can not to get preachy, but I think we can be grateful for, for the many blessings that we do have in this country. And for you and yours that might be planning time away might be planning just to hang out here with family and friends we sure hope you have a great fourth of july mandy connell is up next she will take you till three big allen jojo from three to six michael brown six to seven and ryan and ben on broncos country tonight coming up after that if you want to keep voting on the twitter poll you can at koa colorado and it is would you sign a waiver to go to a broncos game yes i would might have to. I, I found it interesting that Dave thought 
when I was listening what a day or so ago, he thought there might be ten to fifteen thousand at that first Monday night game for the Broncos. Yeah, I think that's get, optimistic. You do, huh? Yeah. But we'll I see. hope so. I, I, man, hope, so I hope he's right. I, I do, too. I certainly do. Be safe. Be well. Thanks for letting me hang around today. The gang is back on Monday. It'll be good to welcome Dave, Rick, and Kathy back. Happy Fourth of July to you and yours. Mandy Connell is next on KOA News Radio. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.